day. Welcome here to SportsTask.ie. It's time for the Fair Green, our feature with a past or present player. Looking at their career so far, their hopes for the future. And then they get to make or break lifelong friendships when they name their Fantastic Four. Well, this week's guest is one of the best ever to represent Clare. Two All-Stars, multiple All-Irelands coming from her home parish down to the banner before returning back and getting involved in coaching in the game. She's a celebrated individual who's experienced All-Ireland success in Crow Park, of course. I am talking about Marie Gallagher. And first, Marie, welcome to the Fair Green. Thanks for having me. Marie, you were so very surprised when I went sounding you out for the show as well. But I think there's a great story to be told here as well that doesn't get told enough because you're in your time in Clare, you've enjoyed so much success playing football as well and no doubt so much of a love for the game. Yes, uh, when I started work in Gort, which is kind of on the border between Galway and Clare, and it was funny how it all came about because one of the other players, Noel Cummins, was just in, I was working in a sports uh, uh, complex and she asked me would I be interested in playing football with her Fergus Rovers, which was her club team. And I said, well, actually, I'm playing soccer with a team in Ennis as well called Lifford. Would you play with them? So it was kind of uh, one against the other. And it's really strange how it all came about, to be honest. Like Fergus Rovers, like they welcomed me so, so much. Like it was great. You know, it was like I was there all my life. And uh, and then it was from there then onto the county team. It was just, just happened so fast, really. It was great. When you say you were playing soccer before that conversation took place, was soccer kind of your main game you were playing at the time? Or were you playing, we get back to starting off sport at the moment, but were you playing Gaelic football at home, even even if you weren't playing it in Gort? Um, well, I'm originally from Ackle, County Mayo. So, um, like when I started off, I actually played on the national school team, which was only a lads team under 14. So uh, I was the only girl in Ackle playing at the time. So there was a little bit of resistance, but then there was great encouragement as well. So uh, there wasn't much, a lot of football in Ackle or around my part of Mayo when I was growing up. So it was only when I went to college then I played more uh, when I went to Waterford RTC or IT as it's called now. And uh, I played on the, the team there and it was from there that I played more and more. I would, but soccer, I would have played soccer because I played international soccer uh, for Ireland. So it was kind of a club I was playing with in Ennis called Lifford at the time. And uh, we were getting a team together and I was playing a dual player, I suppose you'd call me, as they say these days. Would you believe it, prepping for this interview, I was reading about Marie Gallagher, the played for Lifford. And I didn't note it down because I first, even though I worked in there for a year, first I had put in my head something to do with Northern Ireland with the name Lifford and never even taught her. As soon as you mention it, you're a club team in Clare. So actually I was reading up about uh, your international career earlier on and you would have been playing uh, international football around the time that you were starting to make waves on the Clare inter-county scene. That's right, yeah. I was, uh, you'd often have two games in the one day, uh, running from one Gaelic match to a soccer match or vice versa. And then uh, I was playing playing with the Irish team then as well. I got 16 caps with Ireland around that time too. So yeah, it was all happening for me really. I mean, I really had a, say a 10 year span where I was really, really enjoyed my football and between Gaelic and the soccer, it was just, um, 
And it was all around Ennis and, and Claire. Like, I had great times down there, actually. It was great. And we're going to go back there in a, in a moment. Let's just go back home. You, you touched on there starting out playing football with Accolade under 14 and uh, opportunities weren't there as much at the time that you didn't really continue it on as much. Of course, the opportunities are there now. I know you were managing Accolade last year. Are you still managing them? I am, yes. Uh, we have a junior team and we're into the summer league now. And then uh, because we're trying to promote the football a little bit more in the club, we're actually over the under-18 team now as well. So we have them both training together. So it seems to be, you know, because it's, Ackle is kind of a, it's a rural place and hospitality would be the main thing during the summer. So it's kind of trying to get the girls together while they're not working. It's it's hard enough sometimes to get them, but there is a few that are really, really interested and they're good too, you know. So I'd hope they keep it together, you know. And that's just keeping that group together and I can well imagine too as you mentioned the hospitality sure a great tourist uh, region in the country as well we were playing football with Ackle here as well going back to the start of sports your earliest memories was that your earliest memories of playing football with the under 14 team or were you playing a bit at club level or so beforehand and even was it the soccer that got you that drew you in first in the sport um, well my family to be honest we're, we're all into Gaelic football and, and sport in general between this uh, Gaelic football and soccer. My dad would have been an out-and-out uh, gahead as, as such. And uh, he, well, to be honest, he would have watched any kind of sport. He, he loves sport in general. And I would have been into athletics where I actually joined, I would have been with Westport Athletic Club. So I would have done a lot of running when I was younger and because there wouldn't have been as many team sports. And the school I was in then, uh, the vocational school which would it, the reason I went there was because they did sports like you know and uh, we would have played indoor soccer and different games but they wouldn't have had team sports as much like you wouldn't have had Gaelic football for girls back then and and that so it was only really when I went to college in Warford that I joined the teams between the, the soccer and the Gaelic and, and it kind of because I was doing the sports course down there you know, I was fit and I was, you know, it was my life at that stage anyway, you know, loved it. Even you mentioned Westport there too. I think it was Westport United, the soccer team you played for? I did. I played uh, community games with them under 15s. Uh, we had uh, one year there I was joining them, but it was mostly through the athletic club and then through, it's funny how you join one thing and you get into another thing in an area. Yeah, like, but I, you know, I have relations in Westport, so we were up and down the road all the time, like, even though it's about 40 miles away. But, um, yeah, we played community games with them, and I played maybe once or twice in, they used to have an annual five-a-side competition there. Uh, Pat Duffy was the, the main person organising that, so he was, he was a great believer, and he really instigated, you know, soccer in, in Westport and in, in Mayo, really, like, you know. I think I remember that tournament as well. I never played in it, but I do remember uh, hearing about it too. I would, well, it would be an hour down the road from Ballinasloe, where I'm from. Soccer was kind of there as well. Football was there briefly too. Like even growing up, had to be. You mentioned your family in Gaelic football. Had there been dreams to play for Mayo, or were you kind of just seeing how it went because it was three sports you were very talented in, and you were enjoying all three. Uh, it's funny. I had two dreams in my life, and one was to play in Crow Park, and one was to play on their soccer team 
Um, thankfully, I, both of them, which, which is great. Um, there wasn't a lot in Mayo, and, and when I came back from college, I did try to get onto the Mayo team, but it was a different setup back then, like as in Mayo used to get straight in through to the semi-finals in the ladies' football. Mm-hmm. Suppose I was coming back during the summer, which is like June, and uh, we tried to get in for a training session, but they said they had their team, so that was it. Kind of left it then, like really. So that's kind of I didn't. That's why I didn't really go any further with Mayo, even though they did ask me later on to join them. But I was actually on the Clare team at that stage, and and I was playing the soccer, so I couldn't really be up and down the road. Like it was going up and down to Dublin, so I couldn't really be up and down to Mayo as, as well. So. Sometimes it's just uh, the way things fall. Yeah, well, I, I could go on and ask you questions and we could be doing all the what ifs about Mayo and what they achieved in the latter parts of the decade and particularly and all that. But you did carve out your own path as well. I'm so sorry I didn't write out more notes on the soccer, but I just assumed it was two completely different people. But it's great to hear that because Fran Rooney as well was, a, was an influential person on the soccer side of the thing, wasn't he? Oh, definitely. Yeah, he he definitely gave me my first caps, actually, as well. Um, I was playing with the college team, the intervarsity team, and uh, the intervarsities played the Irish ladies team. So it was kind of through then. It's funny, you, you it's like a stepping stepping stone from one thing to another, how you get seen sometimes. Like, say, for instance, in the ladies football in Clare, I was playing with Fergus Rovers, and then I was seen with the Clare management team so it's just you know you have to be out there playing to be seen like really you know and that, that's exactly the way and it's up to good scouts to see too as we saw with the soccer we will move to Clare and Fergus Rovers in a moment but just because I have t- I've tied this connection here now of course would it be about late 80s early 90s you, you would have been breaking into the Irish Irish team wouldn't that be correct that's right yeah yeah and while I know women's soccer had a long way to go and it's still on that journey there, but thankfully closing the gap, of course, it was a very, very exciting time for Irish football at the moment. While you weren't part of Jack's army, you were part of an Irish setup that no doubt there was a connection in Jack's army in some shape or form. Well, it wouldn't have been an awful lot because we were a separate organisation at that time. Um, but we did have, say, the Opal Awards were on the same night. And uh, I was lucky enough to be nominated uh, for an Opal Award uh, around that time. And uh, actually, it was Geraldine O'Shea that actually won won the Opal Award that particular night I was at it. But it was a great occasion because we met uh, a lot of the greats at that time, Jack Charlton and all of the lads. And, and uh, my favourite player of all time was a guest player there, was Kenny Jagleesh. So I nearly tripped over myself when I saw him I didn't expect him to be there and uh, I nearly thought oh my god that's him so but yeah it was great it was a great night like you know Uh, and it was great for my family because it was mum and dad and my aunt was there and my brother one of my brothers was there so you know they got to take part in the night as well which was great that's a nice story as well when you're not expecting to meet a hero of yours and it it does happen Uh, I'm guessing you were a Liverpool fan then Oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't fall out over that one. 
<laughs> anyhow, let's go back to the, the, uh, the story that brought us together here today because you mentioned you're working down in Gart too and playing a bit of soccer with Lifford. The next thing, a conversation starts uh, to get back playing Gaelic football. And Fergus Rovers, I was reading about them today now, a very, very progressive club. And um, even on the, on the club side of things over the time you were there too, a lot going on. Yeah, they were definitely the the club of the time around then. Like, I mean, we had 10 um, of the team were actually on the panel of the Clare team uh, when we won the All-Ireland that time. So, you know, they were very influential there around that time, like, you know. Um, there's great players, though, you know, and uh, we all played. We just seemed to play well, to click all together. So it was it was an enjoyable time then, yeah. You couldn't have imagined where the Pat was going to bring you when you started off. Of course, you mentioned a lot of them player players. Johnny Hill, I think, was a person over you too. But even in the seventh circuit as well, uh, Fergus Rovers took that very seriously. Won it a couple of times too. We're in a couple more finals as well. And that was always a target at the start of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, there was uh, Johnny Cleary and uh, Mary Hayes and, and uh, Christina Hayes uh, were there. And uh, like... They, they really helped me as in the fact that, you know, I, I did have a lot going on at that time. So they they did they did maybe switch an odd match or, you know, move things around to try and to to accommodate me as much as possible. Like, you know, I mean, they didn't do it all the time, obviously, because I couldn't do that. But, you know, I, it just seemed to be seamless from one thing to the other. And uh, like... Say, for instance, we played Fergus Rovers played in the sevens as competition, which is, you know, when the All Ladies All Ireland is on. And uh, like one year we got to say the quarterfinals, the next year we got to the semifinals, and the next year we got to the final. And then the next year we actually won the final, which was, you know, it was a great achievement for like a junior county team to, to win. Like, but the panel that we had, like between like we admire Daly and uh, Carmel Bohannon and, you know, they, they were they were just Helen Murphy. I mean, they all clicked and they all played really well together. You know, we just had a good setup. Noelle Cummins was there as well. She, she was the one that had got me playing in the first place. Were you there for the win in 88 against Glenworth in Cork? Was that in the, the B... Actually, I, I, I've been down as winning the sevens twice here in 88 and 97. I could be wrong with my information now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been eighty-eight anyway. I would have been. Well, uh, definitely ninety-seven against Parnells. Yes, that would have been there. Yeah. Fergus Rovers were enjoying success in the local scene as well, obviously with their representation with Clare. But I mean, if it wasn't for a certain club in Waterford called Bally McCarbury, we could be talking about some All Ireland titles here as well. Yeah, they were definitely. They were on on the scene at that stage and and they were a great team to be honest between well I suppose Bella McCarbury was really the county team as such like and you the likes of Anya Wall and Ray Crotty and the Ryan sisters and you know they were definitely a force to reckon with but um you know we, we give them a good go once or twice like you know if uh if things had gone right for us on occasion you never know what would happen. Yeah, because he's been twice to the Nike Munster Championship success, but uh, and I think Dunhamore from Cork, and they were starting to gain their groove as well. When I think it was a B final a couple of years later as well. So you did go toe to toe with the best when you came out of the county to represent Clare. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Um, they had they had a good team there, like between those Claire Walsh and you know I know that obviously we had a good part of the panel, but like there was a lot of other team team members there from other clubs that were were excellent as well. It was you know it's when when everybody just came together at the same time. It was it just played well. And that's the thing, you're part of this kind of unique kind of new family in one way after moving down as well. And you mentioned how welcoming they were too. And of course, you're welcomed so well. Obviously, you're producing on the field of play. Tell me how this conversation about Fergus Rovers led to you putting on the saffron and blue jersey of Clare. Well, actually, I'm not, I'm not sure how it came about, to be honest. Uh, I was trying to recall how how I got there. Um but I know that like I, did, I wasn't even driving or had transport and Noelle uh, coming who used to bring me down training like she was on a motorbike. So I was on the back of motorbike <laughs> to Lisa Casey. And uh, some of the nights, I swear to God, were really there'd be sleep, there'd be rain and you'd be frozen by the time you got to the, to the pitch to go training. You'd have to thaw out in the changing rooms for a few minutes. But I suppose there was the connection between uh, Lisa Casey and the the manager of of uh, the Clare team. So I suppose maybe just through word of mouth, they said, "Oh well, maybe give this one a go a, a try out." And um, I just started training with them, and then kind of just progressed from there. Really, like you know, was there ever any reservations because you weren't originally from Clare, or just did you feel kind of part of Clare now the way life was going in general, let alone sport? Oh, uh, it was like I was. I lived there all the time. It's why there was no nobody at any time at any stage said, "Oh well, you know, she's not from Clare. Uh, she shouldn't be playing with us." There was never anything like that. They were very welcoming. Couldn't be you know, any more welcoming. You played your part with them too, and of course, it was a period of great success as well. A lot of people do miss this in the record books, but Clare were the dominant dominant force in the intermediate scene in particular. And one or two breaks, who knows what will happen in senior? You mentioned earlier on one of your dreams was to play for Ireland. That's ticked off already. To play in Crow Park in an All Ireland final, and of course, that did happen in October 1991 against London. Yes, it was. Um... That was before it was all done up now or anything like that. And uh, obviously the, say, the attendances wouldn't be as big as they are now either. Uh, but uh, it was the whole build up to it. And like Marty Morrissey, uh, he had some relations were on the team. The Morrisseys were in, on the team as well. So he actually met us before the match and, um, we stayed up the, obviously the night before and the night after, but it was kind of, um, you know, it was the whole in awe of walking out on the pitch and, you know, trying taking it all in. It was a terrible day. It rained all during the match, but mm-hmm. it's like, um, yeah, you kind of have to pinch yourself sometimes. Like you just kind of looked around and say, oh, I'm here, you know. I, I wasn't lucky enough to play in it again, but it was nice to play the, the one time. Anyway. Yeah, and even though it was raining in the wet conditions that day, it wouldn't spoil it. But as you mentioned there too, like I suppose you work so hard to get there, and all of a sudden you're there, and next thing that we the 
reality or the gravity of the situation. Like Marty, he was still y- young in regards to his RTE career at the time, but he was still a ma- already becoming a household name and him being involved too. And uh, the sense of occasion and of course being Crow Park itself and everything that comes with it too, like uh, uh, that takes an awful lot to kind of take in, like even staying over the two nights as well, being away and realising exactly this is what you were playing football for. This is what all the cold nights and the training were for. Oh yeah, it was, some of it went like a blur, to be honest. But it was uh, the whole sense of occasion, and then to win, and like the homecoming that we actually had in Clare. You know, we're on an open top bus, and like this is before the lads ever won the hurling down there or anything like that. It, it was, you know, they really welcomed us home, and it was such a huge occasion. Like you know. It was massive at the time. It was and really enjoyable. It was great. If I'm right, you were the first team to win a senior, well, say an adult All-Ireland title in 80 years in Clare before the, the, the Hurling Lads came along a few years later. The game itself, as you mentioned, it was wet. And of course, it's very hard to enjoy at times. You're focusing on the job. You mentioned two names already. Maura Daly, she got three points that day. She could have got a goal too, only for an excellent goalkeeper and Gabriel Cronin from London. Helen Murphy was the captain of the team too. And so many leaders in that Clare team that you were, you were, you were going to roll those sleeves up and make sure you go over the line. Yeah, there was Claire Walsh as well. She she had a, she actually got player of the match that day, and uh, she she played out of her skin really. To be honest, um, like she, you know, the way she fielded the ball, she was a bit like Mary Jo Kern, like you know, just grabbing it out of the sky, and and uh, she played really well. But in general, I think the whole team, you know, played very well, and it just seemed to come together, regardless of the conditions. I was told a story about a huge rubber doll. I don't know if you can fill me in on that, but was there a huge rubber doll as part of your mascot fanfare or team, the team that year? Well, I can't recall that, to be honest, but um, I know that Noelle used to, uh, she, she was our rapper. Like She'd be making songs like Christy Moore on the bus about anything and everything. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was, to be honest, but uh, I, I, I don't recall that part now, to be honest, but uh, it was uh, very enjoyable all the same. Well, hope, hopefully somebody comes back to us when this goes out with a comment where I'm pulling something out of the hat there or maybe Noelle was behind it too or she might even send on one or two of those songs. Claire FM got behind with live commentary of the game. It was a massive occasion, as you mentioned. And of course, the homecoming was... First thing before we get to the homecoming, tell me about the final whistle. The final whistle blows. Claire are All-Ireland champions. You've not just fulfilled your dream of playing in Crow Park, but you fulfilled the dream of winning in Crow Park. Yes, it was. It was great. Um, actually, my own family was a bit divided that day, as in my one of my brothers was playing in a, in a West Mayo County final. Uh, so dad and, and one of the other brothers went to that. And then so my mum and my aunt and a few others came up to see my match. But it was the whole uh, walking up to get the the cup and all of that. And there's a great picture that was on the paper the next day with Noel, you know, thumbs up, uh, getting, receiving the cup. I know Helen, well, Helen Murphy was the captain, but uh, when she got it, there was a great sense of occasion with the smile, the smirk and the thumbs up type of thing. Um, but it's like, it's like everything, you know, when you, you actually win it and you have the cup and everything and you kind of go, 
is this real? Like, you know, sometimes you just, you have to pinch yourself and it's only maybe a day or two later or a while later that you go, oh, we did it, you know. Yeah, and so much goes on as well. You think you get that moment to really soak it in, but you don't because there's a function, you have to get ready for that. And then you have the following day too as well. And as you mentioned, the homecoming, like... I've been in homecomings with Galway teams and all that, and the, and the reception they got was massive. Like they never expected it coming, and as you said there as well, so you would never have imagined this coming home. What were you expecting coming home before actually that big um, welcoming in O'Connell Street and Ennis? I was supposed we weren't really expecting it initially, and it was only when we were getting the train down and uh, we were getting off in Limerick and. Uh, then it was told to us, oh, well, we're going to get uh, an open-top bus from Newmarket and Fergus into Ennis. And we were going, oh, okay. And uh, so it was only then when we were on the bus and everybody was out. I mean, the streets were lined and, and then even the square, they'd even say a lorry uh, for us to get up onto the stage and they introduced us all. And it was it was a huge occasion at the time. So it was it's great, yeah. How long did the party go on for? Quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> was there any work done that week is the question. No, no, there was nothing done that week. We had to go to every uh, club uh, with the cup, obviously, as you do. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, there, was, there wasn't much work done there for a while after that. <laughs> As a result of winning the Junior All-Ireland, correct me if I'm wrong, that means you got promoted to the new intermediate format that was that was still building itself up as well. How was 1992 after um, success like that? Because no doubt as well, and again, because I'm not because I know the intermediate was only kicking off at the time. No doubt you were starting to play at a higher level in more games. Um, I don't think the actually intermediate was introduced for maybe another couple of years, really. It's either you're a junior or senior at that mm. time. So then we were playing more against the Walford, Ballon and Carberry. So you were, get, you, you were getting your chances taking on the senior teams in 92, were you? Yeah, we, we were. Yeah, that was moving up then. Uh, so unfortunately then I suppose we weren't getting much further than Munster then after that really you know we always seem to be getting Waterford Yeah it was around the time too sure even in, in 91 Waterford had finally broken the Kerry hoodoo for themselves and yeah you're dealing with those two teams as well but you're leaving your market senior level because the following year you won an All-Star Yeah I I well, I would say that was mostly through the league during the year that I obviously was seen because it's through the referees. I think they pick players through each match. And I think they, that's how it was selected at the time. Um, yeah, I was actually lucky enough and fortunate enough to, to, to win an All-Star at that time. I got two all together. But yeah, that was great. Yeah, I'm going to come to the other one in a moment. But even because you, you got this one on left half back, were you playing wing back in uh, 92? Because I would have known you as a wing forward. Um, I wasn't actually. I was mostly midfield, uh, to be honest. An odd time it would be there or mostly half forward line as well. Um, I I was kind of surprised with the selection to that place because I wasn't really playing uh, in that position at all. <laughs> but I suppose the mobility too as well to make sure you're in the team because you would have earned that as well. And 
Marie, for yourself, and I know players often come on the show and they say it's about the team awards and all that, but for individually too, like this is the acknowledgement that you are up there with the best players in the country. Like you was a personal proud moment for yourself and your family. Oh, it was definitely. I mean, it's only when you get these kind of accolades that you kind of go, you know, it is it is nice to get them, whether you're getting a cap for Ireland or whether you're getting an all-star in Gaelic football. It's um it is a big occasion and it is an honor, to be honest. Yeah. And it's a well-deserved honor, as you mentioned, you didn't just get it once, you got it twice. Like I love this half forward line here in 1994. Marie Gallagher, Sue Ramsbottom, and Katrina Casey. I've completed the set now because I've had the other two on the show already as well. And now I have yourself. Like when you look at those three names together, like that, that's that's a line for any team. Yeah, I mean, like Sue Ramsbottom was was a great player in her day, and to, like anybody that ever makes a one of the the all star team, like they they are up there. Um, it's a different era now. Like you know, they have more opportunity. I think now with, with everything going on, but. Um, yeah, there was the few teams that were really making making the headlines between Watford and it was Kerry before that. Um, so they were kind of winning everything. And it was only then Mayo coming in later on uh, that the, their under t- underage team, which was probably the likes of Coruscant and, and that age group that were coming through then. Claire were playing senior football and up there competing and, and, and trying to get one over the Waterfords and Kerry's, but probably just unlucky to have one great team follow another great team at the time. Um, is there is there any regrets that you never got back in Crow Park or possibly to play in an Orange senior final? Um, well, when I, I, I was, say, seven years in Clare at that time, and then I moved to Dublin. So I played, actually, uh, Gaelic football with a, the ladies' Garda team. So we got to a few um, county finals, but we were unfortunate enough not to win any of them. But um, saying that, uh, I played one season junior up there in, with the Dublin team. And, and actually, myself and uh, Fanula Ruan, who would have played with Kerry of the All Greats team, we were invited down to play with the Mayo team for a season. This is before they won any of the All-Irelands. So we actually did have a say a season training with them and we were to play on the, the team then against Watford. But for whatever reason, they didn't put the two of us on the team. They just played with the younger team at that stage. So I came on as a sub against Watford and I think we were beaten about three points by Watford or maybe four. But yeah, I did, I did actually put the Mayo jersey on once I was just going to say what a way to what a way to sign up but I hadn't realised you played a, a year with Dublin, Dublin as well but of course you you were working up there now and you're playing the ladies what, what was the experience like first what was the experience like knowing that you were leaving Clare and leaving this environment that you would you would embrace and, had, and, and that embraced you as well your home from home um, after seven years kind of going that was that was it that must have been a hard hard uh, and like career-wise, obviously you were moving on, but it must have been a hard one to leave. Oh yeah, especially when you're part of the family there. It's like, you know, trying to go and join another team or anything like that is is always it's hard. Um, but but yeah, it, it was difficult at the time. But then again, you know, sport in general, like people are very welcoming. It doesn't matter 
where you are, as long as you, everybody's enjoying the game and you're getting involved and you're part of the teams, training with them and all the way through, you know, in general, everybody's in welcoming. Like it's, just, it's a great way to meet people as well. I'm guessing that you will get down to Clare regularly enough to catch up with old friends. Well, we've gone to Dublin and then I, I've been travelling around a bit. So um, I'm finally, I think, in one place for now and then back to Mayo. Um, I haven't, to be honest, been back to Clare. We had a reunion there for uh, the Junior All-Ireland. We had a reunion for that. I think it was 20 years so we had, we got together for that one. But um, I haven't been down an awful lot since now, to be honest, and I'll probably do a visit. Uh, no doubt there'll be another reunion coming up soon enough anyway, but of course you were right there through 96 when you were celebrating the, the Silver Jubilee as well and, and and catching up. You mentioned there playing with Dublin and then going home, uh, uh, getting to wear the Mayo jersey and then going home. Was that what was it like to make that decision finally now after moving around? Is it was time to go home and settle down for life? Well, it it was through career really uh, with everything. I I've been living in Galway, Limerick, uh, Clare, Dublin, and now I'm back to Mayo. So I'm a bit of a nomad, really. I suppose you know I've been been around the block a bit, but. Um, it was like every place I went, I played a bit of sport. So there's been quite a few teams that I've played with with different levels and everything like that. But um, like when I came back to Mayo to live, really, um, I suppose I've retired like I'm over the hill, as the man says. But and then I haven't been I wasn't involved for a long time. So and it's only the last two years that I'm starting to, to get into involved a bit more again, which I'm really enjoying, actually. And it's like going full circle as well to get to manage your own home home club as well, you know, Hackle there too. And sure, this could, as you mentioned earlier on, this could start off another journey in your life that you, you didn't see coming because you're getting back more involved now. And who knows where this path's going to bring you? Yeah, sure. You just never know. Um, it, it's just it's just difficult trying to get the players out at the moment. That's the only frustrating thing sometimes you might come against. But like there, anybody is there, they're, they're given their best and that's that's all you can ask of players when they when they're playing on the pitch. Once they get out there, do their best and see what happens then after that. We're only a junior team, and like I mean, there's a good squad coming through, younger age group coming through, and if they stick together, uh, you never know. Hopefully, they might have a good junior team or senior team down the road. Hopefully so, because it starts with club first and who knows, we could be talking about actual success next time we have a chat or dare I say maybe you might put on the mail bib down the line, you never know. Um, I suppose tongue, tongue in cheek as well, Marie, before we finish up, I have to ask you, of course, as you mentioned, living in Galway and technically you were living in, you were working in Galway when the Clare story started. Were you ever tempted to put on the Bruno White jersey? Was that allowed? No, it never went that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I played soccer. I played soccer in in Galway. All right, play with with Merview. Um, but no, uh, I didn't didn't with the Gaelic that time. No, I didn't didn't venture that far. 
No, I don't think that would have been accepted anyway. <laughs> if I know my Galway Mayo relations. Marie, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you here as well. And great to talk about your story as well and how um, a conversation opened up a, a world of opportunity. And I wish I knew more on the soccer side because I read about it, but I hadn't actually noted it down because I didn't realise it was the same person. Now, we're not done with you yet. We still have a bit of business to do before we wrap up. And that's Fantastic Four. In a moment, Marie's going to pick the two best players she's played with. Marie, that can be club, county, college, any criteria. You decide yourself. And the two best players that you've played against. So when you are ready, we're going to start off your Fantastic Four. Marie Gallagher, the best player you played with and why? Well, I've played on so many teams. It was very hard Um like Carmel Bohannon, I played in midfield for with Clare and with Fergus Rovers, and we had a great understanding uh, of how to play together. Myra Daly was a great player as well, and there's actually Michelle Hanafy who I played with on the ladies Garda team. Uh, she was an exceptional player. She actually from Longford, and she would have played county for Longford um, as well. Um, Oh, I could go on uh, with the, so many players I played with, but I suppose Carmel and, and uh, Michelle Hanafy. Carmel Bohannon and Michelle Hanafy. So, Marie, you've selected Carmel Bohannon from Clare, Michelle Hanafy from Longford, but as you mentioned, there are so many contenders as well. Always hard to settle, but two great players that you spend good time in the field to play with. Ah, yes. I mean, you could, could name quite a few players between... Fergus Rovers and the Clare team and, and with the ladies Garda team which would be the two main teams I would have played with really I mean there was Julie Kavna and Michelle Stafford that would have played with the Garda team as well The like the, you could could name you could go on forever really like but I suppose Carmel and Michelle Hanafy I suppose would be the two more prominent that I would always have high regard for so Carmel Bohannon and Michelle Hanafy are the two picks. Now, Marie, it's time to pick the two best players you played against. The best player you played against and why? Again, I suppose the Waterford team was the team that was really the ones that were, be- were beating us uh, when we were at the height of, of the Clare football. And uh, on you all was a pleasure to watch, to be honest. Uh, like she just get the ball and she was... She was hard, hard stop before, uh, and she'd normally crack a, a goal as soon as you'd look at her, really. Uh, she would definitely be one of the players. Um, I know I didn't play with her, but I spoke or against her would like Cora or Christina Heffernan was Christina Heffernan at the time was a very good player, but I didn't play against them, so I suppose you can't put them into that criteria. Uh Sue Ramsbottom, though, I definitely would have played against her. So so Anya Wall and Sue Ramsbottom, I think, would be the two that would come to mind. Two great picks as well and two previous guests on this show, Anya Wall from Waterford and Sue Ramsbottom from Leash. And Marie, again, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you, talking about your journey in life as well as your journey through football and, and soccer as well. And thankfully, those two dreams that you had were realised representing the Republic of Ireland and also winning an All-Ireland title in Crow Park. Your fantastic four, one last time, Carmen. Carmel Bohannon uh, from Clare, Michelle Hanafy from Longford, Anya Wall from Waterford, Sue Ramsbottom from Leash. I'm Darren Kelly. This was the Fair Green. And one last time, I'd like to thank our very special guest, Marie Gallagher from Clare. Thanks, Darren. Thanks a million.